Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was about to say, there's probably no person in Hollywood I would say I'm objectively afraid of more than Michael Jai White. Sexually or just like a fist fight? Like a fist fight. Yeah. I truly fear for my life if I were to go truly attempt one-on-one with Michael Jai White. Yeah, I also get the feeling that he wouldn't be with any of my nonsense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he would find me funny. Mm. He'd be like, actually, that's a great problem in our community. Mufasa, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get your big ass out of here. Yeah, fuck? I'm fucking take your ass back on the box. The government growing babies. Microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. Come let me take you on a party ride. I'll teach you, teach you, teach you the electric slide. <laughs> Welcome, little mamas and Gentiles alike, to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. Mm, the podcast where we dive deep, deep in the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally worked to prove that George Foreman was not only one of the most prominent African-American boxers of all time. Mm. He was also one of the most prominent mixed-race boxers of all time. Mixed with what, you ask? Baby. That man was half baby. (laughs) Look at that face. Look at that little baby face. (laughs) I'm David (laughs) Boyd. Man, that was that was a journey. Yeah, that was good, huh? Yeah, it took me somewhere. I was, yeah. I was like, where is this going? What was he mixed with? And, and baby wasn't what I thought. It was a good. I got I got a zig when they zag. You know what yeah, I'm that's a twist. That was yeah. a that was a six sense ending. If I ever had one, I love it. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got you. You moved me. I'm like St. Carmen, and I am. I am pleased with your work today so yeah. far, sir. Before we start, I kind of want to get this out of the way because I feel it's like it's going to come up. Yeah. Yes. My face does have a bit of, of chemical burns mm. on it. And I'm just going to I'm going to be honest with you, the listeners. A lot of you guys know, you know, we work in Hollywood, Langston and I. Oh, and it's a very, <laughs> it's a very. Oh, no. It's a very vain business. <laughs> it's very it's very vanity driven. Peace. I, if I may, I, I and I, I, I know you're laying down a little bit of pavement here somehow, but I would like to remind our sweet listeners that you, in fact, live in Denver, Colorado. Nigga, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't be like that. I got shows on Max. I got shows on Netflix. Don't do that. No, no, no. And, and you're absolutely a very talented person. You're you are working 
always. I, this is not a belittlement of the career, but it is sort of a recognition of of your distance from the stereotype that you are pers- you are currently selling to us. I'm telling you that I live under the same beauty standards as mm. we all do. I live under you live under the same thing, right? So, yeah, some nights <laughs> some nights you go out, you have a show, you have a good show. Yeah. You come back to your house, you're buzzed. You're not drunk, but you're buzzed. You you got a little something going. You are buzzed for a Friday evening yeah. and uh you go to the bathroom, you're doing your nightly routine. And it's, it's, I imagine, going a little slower than usual a because bit of that slower. <laughs> you are listening to, uh, you know, DJ Academics reaction videos yep. on YouTube while brushing your teeth. Yep, yep. You go to your bathroom closet. You realize that you have an emergency box of texturizer. Mm. And you think... Whoa, uh, I'm going to pause you there. When you say emergency, what do you mean? You know, like if I have to get wavy now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you're saying that you have like I I don't love this. I don't love this. You have a product saved where you're like, motherfucker, you got a meeting in 12 minutes. <laughs> well, it takes... Pull course, out the good stuff. Well, for Corsair, it takes 26 to 30 minutes. But yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I, let's go. Yeah. You know, because you don't know. You got... You have good hair because of the mixture. Yeah, yeah. I have so. tight <laughs> coils. Deep, deep from the jungle, deep, <laughs> tight coils. My yeah. hair grows. It's like the like the shackles that were placed upon our people mm. on the ships. That's how tight. And I just wanted to loosen up those curls a little bit. I got you. I got you in the in the hair, as well as the beard. And then mm, so that's where we fucked up. Okay, that's where we fucked up. I I was waiting for the point. I didn't know if you had like put so much in that it had dripped down and scarred your face like the Joker. I, no, I didn't understand. It was just it was just I put some in my beard. Oh, and then I was man. No, that's not what you're supposed to do. I don't think. And then also a nigga was watching Yellowstone because that shit's gripping. It's gripping. It is. That's a it's good very show. good. Yeah. So I was watching Yellowstone. And I just, and then I kind of got, wow. And then, and then, yeah, I got some, a little bit of. There's like some, some Damn. irritation. And then my hair is, it, it, is, is straight. It. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! You gave yourself the loon. You yeah. fucked up and 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 texturized yourself to to be goddamn puffy in the I don't I I need a girl part two video. Like I said, it's twenty six to thirty minutes <laughs> for coarse hair. <laughs> Yellowstone episodes are so so long, <laughs> and then you're also tipsy, so you think it's just supposed to be burning. This nigga's over here with hair like Detroit Red underneath <laughs> that hat. That was what it was like. I was like, Spike is burning. Spike is burning. It's burning, Spike. This nigga gave himself a Detroit red. Yeah. yeah. On his goddamn face. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, man. Right, honestly, man. the beard, not that much different. You got to go natural now. You, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that. It's just, man, let me, it's because if you, as it, as it, my hair is always so curly. As a little boy, you go to the Sally's with your mom <laughs> or whatever Korean-owned black beauty supply store, and you just yeah. see these strong, virile men on these boxes. Mm-hmm. You remember the boxes? Of course. That's look, that's the main sale. These guys look like a crime-fighting team, and you want a piece of that. Yeah. And they the- make you think that it's a box away. Truly, what's so fascinating is I always wonder what happens to those men because they're so gorgeous. Why have like, they never stepped up and claimed all the pussy that they've clearly left Yeah, the like, why are you not on the cover of every magazine? Why are you not 
Denzel Washington. At least the shade room. Yeah, like you, you should... me you're gonna get Jeremy Weeks get more popular than you. Is that what his name was? I don't know, but yeah, it sounds yeah. right to me. <laughs> light skin, the light skinned guy that everybody who had the mug shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, uh, Prison Bay. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. He can get some, but like Come that on, guy, bro. T- those guys don't. That dude is... can't. I'll tell you this: uh, Prison Bay can't be on no on no wave box. Damn niggas was wet. Yeah, they they were they fucking had it, and so they had it. Oh. Like they have to be, I, they have to be like finding these guys in like rehab centers and it's weird something. fucking like there's that island where all the pedophiles live in New York. Like they have to be like <laughs> getting you know what I mean. They have to Staten. Tra- <laughs> that was a New York joke for y'all. Uh, <laughs> that was just a little shade in New York City. Hey, no big hey deal, no big you're deal, all pedophiles no on Staten Island. Come on, come on, baby. come on. It's not me. It's Jamel Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's happening to these guys that keeps them so trapped in the in the box world. What I worry is it's actually a sad story. Like we're gonna get a documentary. Oh, that you this is I mean? like some sort of like sex cult that something forces them. weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be like a, I was in the Zulu nation. It's going to be something you didn't want to have happen. happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. There's like that, that, uh, that world where like these older people now are poaching young TikTokers and making them like live in these houses together and sort of like train up making videos until they're ready to be their own star that escapes Which- from. I'm sort of for that. That's what Korea's doing. And that's how they got better than us at R&B. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't some value to it if you have consenting parties. But I am saying that when you poach someone that young, I don't know that you truly ever get their consent. I think you get a fucking child being like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then, you know, a year and a half in, they're like, oh, I think I'm being molested. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to laugh. Any... I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. No, no, no. I, yeah. I just think there's, there's something probably predatory happening to the niggas on the fucking boxes. Yeah, I think so. Because it's like, what, what? it just doesn't make sense that they haven't stepped up into the culture yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I, I would, you would have claimed it, right? Like, Absolutely. Let me pull this. Let me pull this guy for you, dog. There's this no, guy? there's no fucking way that I would go a day, a single day, without reminding people that I am the the nigga from Just for Men. Come or on, whatever the the thing is, three sixty styling. Come on, dog. S curl everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'd be telling people I'm this guy. The one, if you scroll down, the guy on the extra strength kit, he looks like Michael Jai White. Mm. That yeah, might I see what be, you're talking about. That might just be Michael Jai White. <laughs> <laughs> That's Michael. Hi, White. <laughs> <laughs> they got the same thing. They got him young. They got him in 1974 when he was 38. Because that nigga's 100, right? Michael Jai White? I think he's very old. Is he? Yeah, he's just buff. Believe it or not, we we have a conspiracy for today. We we talked about this right before we jumped on, but in light of the holiday season, it is in fact the the holiday season, and we don't give a fuck which holiday that is for you. Frankly. I don't give a shit. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing to us, but celebrate however you choose to celebrate, and and in light of that. We said we were going to say, uh, my mama told me. There's a war on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. I love this one. You love this. I was yeah. worried. You, I was worried this wouldn't uh, sit well with you, but I'm excited. Tell me everything you know. Oh, I love it because I think it's for stupid people. <laughs> Like the entire concept of a war on Christmas is for Shut idiots. up. Yeah, yeah. You're stupid. 80% of households in this country still celebrate Christmas. You win. You win. Yeah. We're not going to overtake you, white guys, or your Judeo-Christian holiday 
that all this consumerism is based around. We're so upside down. We got Jews celebrating Christmas. Yeah. I know a lot of Jewish people who do both. Christmas won. We won. It's not even a shut up. Oh, because you have to say happy holidays. That's your big problem. It's still Christmas. You don't got to go to work on Christmas. You got to go to work every fucking day of Hanukkah, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. It it does feel like a I very... think legally you you can't even ask for Kwanzaa off. I don't think you're even allowed to ask for it. They're like, hey man, don't say that. <laughs> we know it's made up. Don't say that. <laughs> Cause now you're making me feel weird as a boss. And <laughs> yeah. I ain't, I ain't even want to be that guy, but you know I'm you know I'm not fucking giving you that stupid ass holiday. You know damn well you don't celebrate <laughs> no Kwanzaa. Go break down these boxes. <laughs> you you know good and goddamn well I wasn't about to give you Kwanzaa days off. Yo, I know. <laughs> I, we're Facebook friends. I saw you're throwing a party. <laughs> I know you DJ. I know all your secrets, my man. <laughs> yeah, were you ever Facebook friends with like coworkers? Yeah, when I was teaching, yeah, I had a few that I was really? friends with, but I, never, I didn't. I never, I never, I, like maybe one or two. I never added them. I, I, I knew which ones I could be and which ones I couldn't be. Like there were some teachers who, like, if they saw me out partying, were gonna bring judgment back to school. Right. And then there were some that were like, ah, I would have been there if you would have invited me. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was in the cracking days. Yeah, this is when I was this was when I was blacking out on cracking. Yeah. <laughs> blacking on cracking. I was blacking on cracking, then waking up and being <laughs> like, so kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Dewey Decimal system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did we think of Sylvia Palaf? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Mr. Kraken, why do you smell like a bodega? They called you Mr. Kraken. They knew already. They were yeah. like <laughs> this is drunk on cracking. I can tell. Oh man, uh, but yeah. So to say, I say all that to say, I, I. It's so funny. The war on all this stuff is like, do I think there are legitimate wars on some social constructs? Yeah, sure. Christmas, I don't think is one worth even talking about. I one hundred percent agree. I wonder if there's any benefit to playing some devil's advocate inside of this. Yeah, let's for the the benefit of of sort of like let's let's create a little bit of chaos to be able. Oh, to you don't want it to be a this. you don't want it to be an eighteen minute podcast. Yeah, I was hoping not to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that <laughs> I I think what they're what the, what people are claiming when they say that there is a war on Christmas is not just rooted in like the literal happy holidays of it all, but more in like the larger fear of the United States no longer reflecting the values that they claim it was built on, right? That like this is a, a transforming nation and they would claim that the transformation itself is being reflected in the holidays of it all. Outside of, but that's what I'm saying. Outside of you having to say happy holidays, Let's be honest. And I love them. Yeah. I'll start by saying that. I love them. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Is Islam really gaining ground? recruits ever i don't think they're gaining <laughs> i think they're keeping it i think they're keeping it i think shout out yeah. to philadelphia i think they're i think they're doing good but i don't think at least in my lifetime i don't think there's been like some groundswell no I of any so. other religion if anybody's coming up it's the witches that's the only bitches i've yeah. seen more of now than from when I was a kid. And nobody even believes you, you dizzy ding-dong. <laughs> I would say it's it's witches and Scientologists are are the only people that I've seen make a real fucking, like, whoa, where'd that come from, you know? Yeah, and even Scientologists, do you know Scientologists who don't live in California? Mm-mm. Exactly. 
No, not a one. Exactly. I've met some people that that don't live in California that identify as former Scientologists. Because they never met in California? A, yeah, they like escaped and now they drive a cab in, in Minnesota and they're they're happier, but also got a story to tell. And even if you didn't ask for it, they're going to tell you. Yeah, exactly. But no, I don't know any active Scientologists in like fucking uh, Chicago. Bro, I don't even know any Scientologists out of L.A. County. Mm. You're saying you get to Orange and they're like, I ain't doing that bullshit. I think maybe you get to Orange. I'm saying you go north. The, no. Uh, I got you. Like in the Bay, I never knew anyone. Mm. And they got some weird religions up there. You could get away with pretty much anything. Damn. So that's well, all I'm saying with this. Well, devastating like, news for those Muslims out there. <laughs> I can feel Carlos is like, he's firing up his computer right now. He is typing <laughs> with a ferocity he has never typed before. I don't think he's typing. I think he's dictating to his girlfriend. Baby, tell him it's egregious. <laughs> First of all, the fact that you think that man has a girlfriend is insane. People that's, can get girlfriends. That's insane. There People is no get, way. If every if everybody on 600 Pound Life could get a girlfriend, Carlos Sex could get a girlfriend. People get girlfriends and boyfriends. I, I think that the reason that the people on 600 Pound Life are able to find their partners is because they have a good enough heart on the inside. Are you kidding me? That's why that show is so fun. Because they're trash. They're bad people? A bunch of them are kind of bad people. Whoa. You never watched it, huh? I always thought that was... No, nah, I've never watched a moment of it. Oh, yeah. No, you should watch it. Sometimes they're kind of bad people. Because the doctor, he calls them out. They'll be like, I don't know what's happening. And he's be like, you keep eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you why I've never watched it? Can, I, can I be completely honest why I've never watched it? Come on, it's Christmas. Let's go crazy. I'm scared I'm still a bigot and and I don't want to know how I really feel. That's not you got to push yourself to the you got to know where you got to know you. It's just you. Nah, but that I don't I think some stuff we don't need to find out and maybe I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like you think I you know would be too judgmental. I think there there might uh, ugliness might come out in me when I'm watching that that I don't want to find Interesting. out. Interesting, but I mean, because it's like, but when you watch it, you do feel for the situation. Like you're, a and human. I'm scared I won't. Wow, I'm scared I'll I'll just spend the whole time with my arms folded, being like, I don't know. Can I say this is this is the first ever true villain turn I've ever seen you take? I don't. <laughs> I don't want that to be true, right? Like, I do genuinely want to feel all the feelings that the storyline is trying to guide me towards. I want right. I want to feel like I'm an empathetic person. I am a caring individual. I don't want hate in my heart, but I'm scared there might be hate in my heart, and I don't want to explore that. Is, is hate what you think it is? I don't know. But I, wow. I don't want to I don't want to shortchange it by like being like disrespect, uh, discredit. No, if I if I truly don't have like a real reaction inside of that, I think I'm a hateful person and I don't want to be hateful. So I'm just going to leave that alone. Wow. That's. I don't. I'm a very <laughs> It's like I understand the restraint, right? Because yeah. you're keeping yourself, and that's that's difficult, right? You have discipline in your in your villain vil villainry. Yeah, I think so. Wow, that's so complicated. I never felt that. I just am always like, you know, oh, it's three a.m. I'm in Cleveland. Let's watch something that makes me feel better about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Who can I judge on the TV? I need to judge somebody. Right and you're now. like, these seem like easy targets over here. Come on. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to play at a high difficulty. It's 3 a.m. I'm I sad I'm not need... in my bed. <laughs> Who is at their lowest tonight, dear TV guide? Come on. I need somebody who has possibly more room service in the bed with them than I do. <laughs> 
No, I'm just kidding. I cut, I cut that out. But there was a time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I I will say to the question of the war on Christmas, one of the things that I I briefly looked up a few things as it relates to this conversation. Oh, but we need to throw to a break. So maybe oh, we yeah. should. Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the, the brief research that I did relating to this. All right. We yeah. We'll we'll be right back. Just talk more my mama told me. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks Podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we're calling upon you because uh we have we have new merch we have very exciting merch that we are now selling and it's it's fucking great. We love it so much. It's sleek. It's mm-hmm. sexy. Come on. You want to tell them what we have? Yeah, we have three different types of hats, which is really fun. We have a two-tone hat, an alien dad hat, the traditional logo in black and khaki. Then we have the enamel pin with the alien who has a kufi on it. It says, my mama told me. And then we have t-shirts that say, proud little mama, which is who you are. Yeah. You can buy the merch now. Go to mymamatoldme.merchcentral.com where you can see all of our merch. You can buy shit pre-order now, but December 10th, you can buy it for real, for real. And we want you to have all the sweet stuff. So get it. I want you to know this. If your prayers include me to stop drinking, stop smoking, and stop having fun and stop watching these little bitches pop their ass. If, they, if your prayers include any of those things, they're not going to work because I'm rejecting them all and I will be continuing in my same wicked-ass motherfucking ways. I guess that's the way you want to put it. We are back. I think our souls have been laid bare this episode. I think so. Yeah, we've really opened up into into some of our uh, our darker maybe thoughts yeah uh but i hope that that comforts the listener a little bit i hope you you guys know that that we do consider this a safe space to 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 open our hearts yeah and i hope that that convinces you to walk in your truth and really look and see how you feel about my 600 pound life yeah or the one about little women in atlanta Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really whichever show has the bodies that you judge the most 
Yeah. Really look inside of yourself and say why. Why 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 do why do I feel that way? Why do yeah. I gain power from whatever these people are losing? You know what I think is crazy is how come there's no black albino show yet? Damn. Doesn't that seem like it seems like it's right there. We Damn. all have known one. I I've known two. I've seen in in Sierra Leone there's a ton of them. Oh really? Oh yeah, you see them pretty much every time you you go out. We did an we did a episode a long time ago about black albinos, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, the conspiracy was that if you have sex in the daytime, <laughs> your baby's gonna come out albino. That that's not the numbers just aren't there for that. <laughs> the numbers are just. You know how many of us are day nut babies? That's I, just like, it's just too. I don't. Oh, yeah. If you Waddy Way came with that one. I, and I don't that is disagree some shit with if you. you. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but I, I do. Boy, does it make me laugh to think that somebody is like purposely avoiding day sex at the possibility of having a black albino on the other side of it. Is it weird? Okay. All right. Now, this is. Come with me on this. I'm, buddy, my hand is, is extended. I'm ready. I'm steepled, so you know it's real. Uh-oh. I don't know how to say it. This is, this is going to require some finesse to even get this opinion out. Mm. I think... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I find albinos of African-American descent to be more attractive than white albino. <laughs> what does that mean? Because uh, um, it feels like level playing field. Right. You're, you're essentially the same color. There's not that big of a drastic difference. I, I think it just means that you're more attracted to Africanized features, that you like a wide nose and some big old juicy lips. I don't love it how you talk about it. Big old, no, don't do it. Big old You know they can lip. see on YouTube. <laughs> They're going to see you do that. They're going to see you make that gumbo lips face. You went like this. Big old gumbo Big old lip. gumbo lip. Oh, God. <laughs> we might got to cut that. Or we got to make it the promo for this episode. I don't really know this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it just means you're attracted to black people truly, like, at the fucking root. What do you feel about that? I think I agree with you. I think pound for pound, I go black albino over white albino. and It just seems like a more dynamic face is on. Yeah. Also going to say this, my algorithm we all know is trash. There's a lot of, there's been a rise of, let's say, unconventional baddies mm. on Instagram. You think, you think we're in the middle of a rise? I think that, I think it's the time of the unconventional baddie, yes. And when you say that, are you referring to... Don't... No, 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 I'm not going to oh, name okay. names. Uh, but are you referring to like sort of a... You're seeing this across the board, or is this just in like comedy? Like, what do you mean? Where where do you mean specifically? These baddies are popping up. It's my explore page. Okay, where it's just like I would not have thought you are a baddie, but here you I are. would have because I celebrate the entire catalog of humanity. Mm -hmm. But I think traditional kind of mores are being knocked down. I can see that. I think I think it, I think Winnie Harlow started it, and then a lot of people have taken it and ran with it. I think there's uh, we're just becoming a, a world without experts in any form. Do you know what I mean? Like there are no more kings of anything. Nobody Which like is probably not good to be completely honest. No, I think we need a few emperors. We need a like couple gatekeepers. In each, each, each industry to keep things balanced. <laughs> yeah. I think it, we're in hell with. I mean, we see it in comedy. Comedy is literally hell now. It's over. Where the worst of us are becoming fucking like kings. 
And it's like, bro, I get it. This is a subjective art form. We're not all meant to make it, even the most talented of us. I'm fine with all of those rules being a fact of this. But y'all are making absolute clowns into the greatest of all time level shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need experts. And so I think to that point, every industry sort of is seeing that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing as it relates to beauty standards. I don't think that that's a horrible thing. I think that's actually kind of nice that like, no, because a bunch of different types of women make me horny and it didn't have to just be the fucking like, you know, stick thin ones that they keep propping up. I'm cool with that. I mean, let's be honest. That one's last in line. Yeah, it's okay. somewhere in there okay, for me. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, man. What happened? Did you know they have Asian ones? Asian albino? Yeah. No. Well, maybe, was, yeah, but. I was scrolling through. I knew it in theory. It never crossed my mind. Yeah, I don't mean fuck I mean. like I was scared. I mean fuck like I was surprised to see one. No, I, yeah, no, I think we get it. It's. This is a discovery for all of us. Asian albinos is not something that I think we've all thought about on a regular basis. They got them. They got them. Let's get a look at these bad boys. All right, right, let me pull you up one. Let's get eyes on these things. Are you familiar with the term (laughs) Super Saiyan? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and, and see your full menu. <laughs> I don't think we want to sit at the bar. I think we want to sit down at the, the big table. Oh, wait. This is... Wait. I don't know what this is. I, I, I got to a weird... This is maybe not... I don't think this is the right page. Where I got. Uh, oh. Oh, no. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Because I'm looking at few, and they're pretty cute. These no, are they adorable are cute. people. Yeah. They're cute. Yeah, they're normal people, Langston. I said adorable. I didn't oh. say normal. You're you're you really want me to be the worst guy, and I I don't think that's fair. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry for that. I'm lashing out because I still feel uncomfortable about the initial albino comment. Is that fair? That's yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> do ultimately some of the research that I found does point to. Not there, in fact, being a war on Christmas, but instead uh, reminded me pretty quickly how little Christmas is the tradition we think it is. That even Christmas as we celebrate it is not like this ancient fucking, you know, generation after generation after generation old type thing. And they pretty much point to like Charles Dickens era, like, America or fucking Britain, whatever, as the origin of Christmas as we understand it now. Right. I mean, because the night before Christmas was like the first reference to Santa Claus, right? You know, that po- the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas and All Through the House, No Creatures. I don't know if that's the first reference to Santa Claus, but it might be the first that sort of applies him the way that we understand him now. Do you know what I mean? That like there are iterations of Santa Claus that have existed for a really long time in other sort of like cultures and communities and shit, but they've never necessarily understood him as like jolly good fellow who like eats cookies and sugar snaps and whatever the fuck. I mean, it seems like Valentine's Day, right? It's like the modern day. They got you to start spending money and that's when it blew up. Yeah, I think it it sort of is all connected to, like, capitalism, right? That, like, so Charles Dickens, I guess, in some of his shit starts to really write about Christmas not just as, like, a technical holiday that sort of is listed in the Bible and recognized, but he attaches morality to it, where it becomes, like, sort of this sanctifying holiday where we are meant to share, spread cheer and share gifts and and love and uh, reconsider our our own choices and think about how we can be better people. All of that shit is like very new in his generation. And then suddenly people run with that because of capitalism. They're like, yeah, if you got to be a good person, then you better buy these gifts or these items to be able to justify your good. Right, right, right. 
And that's why I also don't care much about a war on it. To be honest. Yeah. I was going to do what I was going to do regardless. Like, what is the war? The war is attacking you buying presents for people? Right. It's not. It's just. uh, This is just an allegory. It's just a part of the year where we very briefly go. And we probably shouldn't be the worst version of ourselves right now because our family's around, because we're feeling nostalgic, whatever the fuck is the sort of like actual attachment. But like, it's it's just an allegory. Do you, let me ask you, and I'll take it personal. Do you feel like your behavior personally improves during Christmas? I think I have less stuff to do. <laughs> Nigga, same. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's easy to focus on relationships and shit when I don't, I don't really have a ton of gigs or nothing. Yeah, I think I slow down. And so, like, I I reflect on the things that are important to me in part because it, there are other part of the year where I ain't working that much and I do the same shit. Right. But, yeah, if we're just all doing it collectively, all right, cool, that's tight. All right, that's fair. I, you know what I mean? Like, I think if everybody got a week off of work and just had to, like, chill and not really have to be stressed about a bunch of stuff, we'd be more moral people. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, the constant grindstone of capitalism kills everybody. But do you feel like, like, do you get caught in the Christmas spirit? Do you find yourself, like, out and you got the baby and your wife and you're here you're in Target, you're hearing the music? Maybe you got some eggnog in the cart and like you just feeling like, yeah, let me give this homeless guy five bucks. Uh, Yeah, but I think that's largely brought on by my kid more than like the the inner my kid. My family sort of makes that feel. More... You don't have to put it in the quotes, bro. Well, I plan to leave, so <laughs> I don't want any legal connections. <laughs> we were never a family. <laughs> I was your caretaker. I stayed here. <laughs> I didn't sign the birth certificate. <laughs> but no, I think like, you know, you feel all of the things because your kid is getting excited for the things like my daughter now understands what it means to receive gifts. And and obviously she gets excited for fucking Christmas and Santa Claus and all that shit. But she also is beginning to at least understand that there is a giving inside of like oh, the Christmas too. And so like she'll like see stuff and be like, I want to give that to my cousin. And that's beautiful and sweet. And to be some like fucking Scrooge around that doesn't, that's not human. You know what I mean? Like I'm still a person. I'm just like, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I want some eggnog while I watch her, you know, stuff a teddy bear into a bag and call it a gift. That sounds. That's a gift. Why'd you do that? Because she's gonna stuff it dumb, and I'll have to fix it. I because I'm a, I'm a father, David. <laughs> I don't. Is that what that? <laughs> because I'll have to put the bag down, and she'll barely be able to get the teddy bear in because her stupid little hands don't even work right yet. They're, the synapses don't fully connect well enough, and she'll get distracted and want to color, even though we agreed we were gonna wrap gifts and make this a sweet, beautiful thing. But for three seconds. She is sincerely going to try to stuff that bear into that bag and she'll say it's for her cousin and that's so meaningful to her and I'm going to enjoy that for that three seconds that I can. You really paint a glowing portrait of family life. Hey, man. I couldn't be happier. (laughs) I could not be happier. All right, that's a good answer, though. That is a reasonable, that's a good, because I don't really care about Christmas spirit at all, but I don't have a child. Yeah, I think I think it's just neat. you get certain things in your life that get, you know, you rarely get to experience life again anew. Right, right. I mean, I do feel like as though I have a giving spirit. I just don't, it's not limited. to. I get kind of more annoyed when it's limited, when it's asked to be limited to this time of year. Yeah, that it you know just I mean? becomes obligatory instead yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, then it just becomes like, oh, this is just another job? Yeah, that's fair. 
I can see that. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're calling upon you because uh, we have we have new merch. We have very exciting merch that we are now selling, and it's it's fucking great. We love it so much. It's sleek. It's mm-hmm. sexy. Come on, you want to tell them what we have? Yeah, we have three different types of hats, which is really fun. We have a two tone hat, a alien dad hat, the traditional logo in black and khaki. Then we have the enamel pin with the alien who has a kufi on it, says, my mama told me. And then we have t-shirts that say, proud little mama, which is who you are. Yeah, you can buy the merch now. Go to mymamatoldme.merchcentral.com where you can see all of our merch. You can buy shit pre-order now, but December 10th, you can buy it for real, for real. And we want you to have all the sweet stuff. So get it. To go back to the initial issue, which was the war on Christmas, I stand by my first statement where it's like, I don't think, because who's waging this war? Even even the people in power are at least Christian, usually. You understand? Like, even liberals, a lot of really wealthy liberals are still Christians. And the ones that aren't are pretty actively going out of their way to acknowledge Christian values at all times. Exactly. And it's like, who do you think is going to take the spot? Yeah. You know, the most now at at this point, Congress has continued to make like Ilhan Omar, like the most uh, evil lady alive who's secretly plotting Muslim, you know, whatever the fuck. But she's playing Christian games. She's just being, you know, Muslim. She's practicing Islam personally, but 
She does. She plays by all the Christian rules by just being in the government in the first place. That's what I'm saying. Everybody does. Like we're all. That's the system we're all under inherently. I don't think it topples that easy as getting people to say happy holidays instead. I think there's a war on verbiage. I think if that's like if we're if we're speaking to that, I think there's a war on policing how people speak. I'm not going full right wing or anything, but I do think there is a very prominent movement to police the way that people speak maybe more than ever before. I think that's probably true. Like in this idea of like propriety, right? Yeah. And like, so like, it's like the idea of like, I go to Target in the suburbs and they say happy holidays. Who's that for? You know what I mean? But yeah, like, I, I think the the corporations are making choices like that. Exactly. That's but what I, I don't mean. even know that I know anybody who truly gives a fuck about most of the stuff that ends up being the argument. Like, not for nothing, I've never met a single person who has heard happy holidays and felt at all put off by it. And maybe oh, I'm just I have, not for sure. Where they're like, yo, don't say that. Say you never, you never worked at you never worked at Target in the suburbs. And it shows I didn't um... and it shows. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess no, I, I always... I've definitely had it. I've definitely had it with people like, or people like people love to be like, this just happened to me the other night. I was, I was in Target uh, and we were shopping and this lady was like, we were talking to this lady. This is actually very funny. This has to do with you. I was with the old lady, and then I was, I was like, oh, look, these are the expansion packs for that whack-ass game Langston told me about. And then there was a... <laughs> Didn't love how you, you said took that. It, I saw yeah, you yeah. took it right out of the chair. <laughs> I'm gonna eat that. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and defend it anymore. <laughs> I try. I made my piece. I tried to upsell it again. You clearly, you're not willing to play, and uh, and that's okay. Yeah, you really, <laughs> that's <I'm> okay. <laughs> I really watched the whole. I watched for a second. You entertained it, and then you, it was very beautiful to see. Nah. That's that's emotional maturity. <laughs> but we were in there and I was like, this is a game because they had like four expansion packs for that game. Yeah, there was a lot of expansion packs. Yeah, there was like four. And I was like, this is a and game. Yes, I have all of them. But go ahead. I figured because I was <laughs> like, I wonder if Langston would like one for uh, Christmas. And then I was like, no, nah, I mean, he got all of them. And they were like, <laughs> it was like the Star Wars one and then the one with like, whatever. That's not the fucking point. Oh, I don't, I don't go into the other properties. I, I'm, we, we have Disney. And then my buddy has the Marvel packs, okay. but, but I don't personally purchase outside of the Disney brand. Okay. Okay. That's understandable. The whole point is, I was like, look at this, 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 this is that game, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. there was a true crime game for little girls. Mm. And I was like, ha, 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 little girls play this. And this lady comes up and she's like, my daughter loves that. I was like, your little daughter plays true crime board games? She's like, all the girls are into it. And then she did the, and then she was like, women are always worried about getting murdered. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, but when she was leaving, she was like, Merry Christmas. You can't say that anymore. And then walked off. Whoa. And I was like, this is like seven hours ago. Whoa. So she or didn't last night. So I guess not. So. so she didn't hear anything judgmental in your original question of like little girls playing this she was no. like no i've i've bonded with a man and now i'm gonna tell him that i think he's a good christian and he yeah. should be he should honor that and it was like a really nice interaction we were having fun we were laughing we were joking besides that and then and, and i wasn't even mad at it but it was just it was odd it was you know and that wasn't even in the suburbs i was just here in denver damn yeah. yeah, I don't know any. I, I guess when I said know anybody, I've certainly seen it acted out in real life, but I've never had a personal interaction with someone I even remotely value who cares about the difference between holidays and Christmas. I haven't had it with anybody I value, but I have seen it pretty yeah. frequently. Which is like, and but that's like people. People love like a phantom menace, right? That's an easy thing to be mad about. That's what I was wondering is how many of the people do you think felt that way 12 years ago and how many of them are mostly passionate about it because of what they've already been told is the the scary subplot of of that language. 
I think it's just something to say. Because mm-hmm. also, I don't know if you've met people from other religions. Kind of snooty. As far as I've viewed religion, everybody sort of thinks they're better than everybody else mm-hmm. and doesn't want to recruit as bad as they make it seem. Except for, like, foreigners. They love to recruit to go to other places, you know. And, yeah, yeah, and, sure. Yeah. Put your <laughs> put your ooga booga sticks down. <laughs> I've got this beautiful white god for you. Yeah, I, I don't know that that anyone really cares about this shit the way that they sort of put on. And if they do, I do think some of it is just a coaching into this passion because that is, you know, they, now we get to wear our politics out in public in a way that we never had to in the past, right? Like right. we used to just be quietly at home with your thoughts and you voted a certain way. And if an argument happened at a dinner, you you both agreed not to like repeat this anywhere. And it, it, there were decent times in the past where we just kept everything to ourselves. And now it's like, well, if I don't say Merry Christmas, people aren't going to know I'm a Republican cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there are more cuck Republicans than Democrats? Uh, yeah, I don't think that Democrats have to call themselves cucks. Uh, uh, I just don't, because that's one thing I don't understand. I think that the I don't literal, understand where it comes from. I don't know. I don't know what it is in you that makes you do. I I really I really don't. Uh, I I don't think that it's like oh only Republicans are that. I just think that the Democrats, liberals, left, whatever part of like their their agenda is to be able to loosen up the definitions of all of these things. Right. And so in that way, it's like, well, I'm not a cuckold. I'm a, a this or that mixed with a little bit of this and that. And occasionally I like to watch a little this, a little that. And that's There's no definition for what I am. Whereas right. like Republicans are truly like, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. And then also still need to watch their wife get banged down. And it's like, okay, well, no, you're not. But yeah, okay. I get that they, it's probably more complicated to explain. So, yeah, you're a cuck. That's a whole world. I probably. It's like you ever have a friend and then you find out they're really into roller skating and then you find out it's like a whole world and you're like, oh, that's just a part of you. I know nothing. That's how I feel about cuckolding. Where it's like, oh, I don't even I don't even set off the alarms when I go on bars. Go to bar. Nobody thinks I'm on either side of, side of the cuckold. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't get that either. And frankly... I don't, uh, there's nothing in me that, that desires it or even no, not at all. Uh, judges it. Like a lot of times I'm like, bro, it's so foreign to me. I don't, that cool. I don't, I have no thoughts on that. Yeah. I really don't care. I will say, I take it back though. I will say, and you probably had this too, stand up comedy on the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've had like after a show, a couple definitely seems like. You could get, you could, that could go down. Yeah, I think there's, it happens a lot where there's like two people being too excited for who you, who you are. Yeah. In a way that like extends beyond just that was a fun show where they're like truly trying to get to know you and you're like, bro, I don't know what this is, but, but I gotta, I gotta go to bed. Or do you ever get it when the, and then we'll, we'll move off of this, but like, do you ever get it when the wife starts nagging the husband in front of you and then he's like into it and you're like, what's happening? Mm, yeah. That's always well, very com- uncomfortable. She's being dynamic. a little like mean and in, in flexing in front of you and the wife and the husband's not like fighting back at all. Oh yeah. Or he's like, he's like, oh yeah, she makes the rules. I've you seen know that. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then you're like really uncomfortable and yeah. she's like making too deep eye contact and you're like, Ma'am, I just want to go back to the Marriott. Yeah. I want to steal from the pantry because I'm not going to charge it to the room. I want to take my little box of pizza upstairs. <laughs> I want to drink it <laughs> with this tea that I stole as well. Yeah, I, I think it's it's weird, but I definitely think that a lot of what we're talking about in the cuck space does apply to this war on Christmas. Right. Like so much of it is just repressed people not being able to fully express who they are and needing now 
the identity of being like Chris. I celebrate Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. Yeah, is like part of like proving that they are they exist. They are man, and man must roar as man was meant to be. I agree with that. I think that I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. So there's no war on Christmas. I think we we both agree. You more vocally than I. Uh, Whoa, wait, wait, come on. We were in it together. We were in, don't do that. We were in it together. I'm joking. Uh, I know but- you're <laughs> <laughs> falling apart at the end. <laughs> but there's no war on Christmas, but, but we are uh, trapped in a uh, Christian, Judeo-Christian capitalistic hellscape. That will always make it so that Christmas not only exists, but is trained to feel as uh, threatened so that we never are able to liberate ourselves fully and and make the peace that Christmas actually asks us to try to make. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to the bottom of it. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you know, they have two weeks to fucking sit and think about it. <laughs> and, and we we don't get no better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, we get we all get two weeks, and nobody just gets that mushroom transformation where you're like kind of a better person after the high. No, I'm gonna go see Godzilla again. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do on the break, uh, boy? You want to tell the people where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Oh, wait. We should first tell them that we alluded to it just now. We are officially going on a two-week holiday hiatus. So, mm. you know, get your fit. Listen to old episodes. Mary Lee, that was a fun one. Yeah. We're going to be releasing a two-part Best of My Mama <laughs> There's only me. one fun one, according to There's a the bunch board. of, they're all fun ones. They're all fun. <laughs> There's a bunch of, the whole catalog. Run the whole catalog back. We want to be on all of your Spotify raps next year. Am yeah. I going to share them? Probably not. It gives me anxiety, but I do love to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be releasing a two-part Best of My Mama Told Me from 2023 uh, the next couple of weeks. And in the meantime, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at CoolGuyJokes87. Uh, you know, just doing some local shows around town. Uh, I still have some leftover tour merch. Go to BringDavidAPlate.com. Buy up some of that. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, Kwanzaa. Oh, uh, yeah, and get uh, we have merch at mymamatoldme.merchcentral.com. Yeah, um, so go buy the merch again. Mymamatoldme.merchcentral.com. Uh, there's lots of cool hats and pins and t-shirts, and that's it. But you can buy any of that stuff, and then you can follow me at Langston Kerman on all the cool social media platforms. I love new followers, so go on over, go. I'm rest on my knee if that's what you need over here at uh at old at Langston Kerman's house. And as always, if you want to send us your own drops, your own conspiracy theories, if you want to tell us how there is in fact a war on Kwanzaa, please send it all to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow the podcast, subscribe, like, do all the shit that you're supposed to do. I ain't gonna say no more. Bye, bitch. Bye. Born, 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 he was born to a fortune named Mary on Christmas Day. He bled and he died on the cross to take sin away. You take him high, you take him low, you take JC wherever you go. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.